Hello, listeners. Welcome to the English Inquisition. I'm your first host, Dave Leonard, joined here with uh, Tristan and Brenda uh, for the first ever podcast we have going for this. Uh, and I figured for our first podcast, considering that this is for a project, are you shitting me right now? Yep. Uh, our Fuck. our host here has a call. Apparently, that is fun. And by the way, I will be keep, I will be picking up on this. I am your co-host, Tristan. And also an interviewee guest, along with Brenda. Hello. Hello. And so, what are we here today, host? Why are we here? Alright, so, today, for our class project, and for the first ever of, hopefully, many... Episodes. Uh, yes, we're going to be discussing culture. Uh, each other's culture. Now, I personally, I am going, uh, representing the UK today, so, Ireland, Scotland, England, because I have heritage in all three areas... Uh, where, uh, where are you guys representing today? Um, I myself, Tristan, will be representing America, because I am not too fluent in my parents' culture of, uh, Hispanic culture. Brenda? Um, I will be Mexican. I will be from Mexico. Mexico. I mean. Mexico. Because I know a lot, not a lot, a lot about Mexico, but my family, my parents was born there, so I kind of know some information. Mm -hmm. Alright, well... We'll see. We'll see how y'all how y'all do here. Yes. Right. And even then, before we continue, what is culture? Culture. It's a good thing you asked because culture is basically how a society or a group of people interact with each other, right? Mm -hmm. um, different customs or or shared ideas. Uh, so, for example, um, in Ireland, part of the culture is drinking. You hear a lot of jokes about drinking, and it's true. We do like to drink. We have our Guinness. Um, I believe for... Actually, you know what? I'm going to pass uh, Mexicans over to you because you actually know what you're talking about, so... Okay. In Mexico, uh, people know us as um, spicy food. Yes. Um, before Mexico, um, Mexico City is actually was made out... Under Mexico City is water. Because if you want to say the native Mexicans or native Mexico people, uh, it was the, um, I forgot the name, but... The Aztecs? Yeah, the Aztecs. Thank you. Uh, where they actually made land with water, where water was under them. So Mexico City, if you bury um, deep down, you'll see water. Nice. Very interesting. So we're gonna get into the media questions now. We're gonna we're gonna make sure that this is entertaining for y'all at home. So we got some interesting ways we're gonna go about this. Um, so I have in front of me a list of questions, and how it's gonna work is uh, at any given time, uh, Tristan's gonna tell me when after I say a question. We're gonna have a segment called uh, "Who Does It Better," where each of us are gonna share what our families or our cultures does for a specific question, and then we all take a group vote on who, which culture, which family does it better. Another one uh, we'll be doing in the middle of the game is called a Existential Crisis. Tristan will explain that when it comes up. Again, he'll be the one saying when and where that will happen. Try to keep it a surprise for y'all. Um, for each regular question, you will have two minutes to give some kind of an answer to the question. Uh, for who does it better, it'll be a lightning round, so you'll have one minute just to catch y'all up to speed. Uh, we'll start with Brenda, and we'll go around here. If Clockwise. that works for you. Okay. All right. So, first question 
Uh, what do you know about your country's history? Brenda, you kind of got into it, but go. Uh, we have different types of Native Americans. Um, Spain, when they find, when Columbia, wherever Columbia found America, Spain comes to more south, where um, one of the Spain leaders um, took over one of the Native American tribes, and from that, Spain took over, and that's it. Um, and September 16th, my birthday, um, Mexico took independence. Viva. Viva la Mexico, I believe the phrase is, right? Viva Mexico! Viva! There you go. Tristan, how about you? Uh, from America, as if you are American, you already know this, you have Christopher Columbus coming on three ships, sailing to an unknown land that has not been named yet, founding, um, founding North America, where he was, um, where he had met the Native Americans. They had supposedly made peace, and had this amazing feast where everybody came in harmony and was thusly known as Thanksgiving. But then again, we know for a fact that um, there's darker history that entails there, which I will not want to go into. And then they made peace. The They made somewhat peace. The Native Americans went to their tribes. They had their time. And then uh, Christopher Columbus and his people of the British had established this place called America. And it, has, uh, and it was under English rule because it was time for England to say, hey, we want to conquer more land, so let's go do that. And time passes, they make their own colony, and uh, as British people start to become more American, the British start to come in and the Americans start to say, hey, this is our land, we're going to start the American Revolution. And this is where we have the Civil War that most people understand to be where America became America. Nice. You, you actually got that in under two minutes. That's pretty impressive. Alright. Uh, for the UK, basically what happened is uh, back during the early days of civilization, uh, some uh, migrators from France, uh, formerly Gaul, came over the Channel into what is modern-day England, Scotland, and Ireland, where they formed uh, different tribes with uh, different ideals. Both, all three had uh, mythology until... Uh, Roman Catholicism came in, I believe, in the 800s, 900s. Don't fact check me on that, because that's probably terribly off. I'm going to fact but, check. <laughs> <laughs> um, but England came out as the more uh, conquer-hungry, uh, and they ended up conquering Ireland. They couldn't take Scotland uh, until uh, one of the, one of the uh, Scottish princes came over to England because he was next in line for the throne and basically united Scotland and England. So the only way that England could conquer Scotland is if one of their own basically united the two. Um, and then they went around conquering a nice majority of the world, uh, one of which would be modern-day USA and uh, Canada. Um, nothing, nothing much to that. There's a, there's, there's a whole lot of, like, civil wars and, like, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh... Uh, family trees in the uh, in the monarchy, mm -hmm. but that's a whole other confusing story. Uh, you probably have to Wikipedia it because it's it's a whole confusing web of like uh, alliances and alliances, betrayals, and such. yeah, and, yeah, backstabbing and all that, all that fun stuff, and a whole bunch of beheading and divorce. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> all right, next question. Uh, 
what is your country's like attitude towards like tourists or people coming in? What do you mean? So like, like do do the locals tend to be friendly with like tourists and visitors and visitors or are they kind of like yeah. pissed off and annoyed? So I never went to Mexico this this summer for Christmas. I went to Mexico the first time, but we as Hispanic we sell a lot. So if we know that you're from America. One, we might grab your papers. Two, some of them would just sell stuff at um, what you guys call it out here, um, the thrift. Oh, not the thrift shop. Yeah, it's the thrift shop, but outside. Flea like market. the flea market. Yeah, like a flea market. Mm -hmm. But over there, it's I forgot the name. It's hard to say. The it's hard to say. But um, our grocery stores, um, they would try to rip you off honestly mm -hmm. and a lot of people try to go to those like nice beach areas so a lot of people don't go inside Mexico like the ranches and stuff gotcha what about you Tristan uh what was the question again I apologize uh, what is uh what is uh your country's like attitude towards like tourists and visitors oh America loves tourists and visitors because we, as everybody will know now, t tend to call ourselves the greatest nation in the world. The one who will bring balance to all the other elements, as you would like to say, and sort of an homage <laughs> to Avatar The Last Airbender, where we will bend um, capitalism, socialism, communism, and... Um, there, there was a fourth one that I wanted to put in there, but I can't actually remember. So utilitarianism. Utilitarianism. Actually, no, that's more. That, no, that's that's actually a philosophy. No, that's that's not a government. But moving on, um, we love tourists. We love to flex about that. We want to be the mark for people to follow, and so we will invite anybody and everybody who would love to tour our lands and become one of us. You sure about that? Pretty sure. Pretty sure. Uh... If it's true, why it takes long for people to get a green card? We're gonna talk about that in another episode. Okay. <laughs> that's a that's a that's a whole other discussion. That's a whole loaded question All that right. uh, that we're gonna right. that we're gonna pass over to David. <laughs> what a, what about your country's natives? How do they feel about tourists and such? If you're talking about uh, if you're talking about Ireland and Scotland, just as long as you have a drink with them, they're cool with you. Uh, in terms of England, uh, for, for, for the most part, uh, people don't mind there. Um, obviously if you go there acting like a dumbass tourist and don't, like, do your research, they're gonna get annoyed with you, but, like, if you go there and you, like, respect the buildings and such out there, um, they really don't have a problem with you. They're happy that you're there, you know? Nothing, nothing too much, pretty, pretty simple. Uh... Next question, uh, what are some of the uh, attractions that your country has? Tourist areas, landmarks? So, um, if you're Catholic, um, and if you know a little bit of the history about Virgin Mary, we have the uh, main um, church, and I, I don't know where it's at, but there's like a certain area where you see the main picture of Virgin Mary. Uh, Our, Our Lady of Guadalupe? Yep. And do not go during the... If you want to go, just know this. It's packed. And there's like a, 
um, certain tunnel where you can see up close. And the other parts are where, uh, where there are the pyramids, where the mummies are at, where my father is from. So, yeah, so you might see mummies and pyramids and stuff. I, I heard something, too, that's like you're supposed to approach the church on your knees. Um, yes, some people um, knee while they walk there to give respect and stuff. Okay. Gotcha. How about you, Tristan? Um, if you're going to want to come by, you can visit the Washington Monuments. You can stand outside. Uh, this will be in Washington, D.C., so you can, you can visit the Washington Monument, the large building that Spider-Man had crawled up and leaped from in Spider-Man Homecoming, which they do not advise. And by the way, if you ever want to go on the Washington Monument, the elevator is pretty much broken 24-7 until like that one hour where they allow it to work because the gods have come that day when it's blessed. <laughs> the, the Lincoln Lincoln Monument, where you can see our our forefather who who helped free the slaves from captivity, uh, from the white man, as they would Wait, like to sure say. Are you sure Abraham Lincoln is one of our fathers? Yeah, he's one yeah. of our forefathers. Yeah, he's on the he's on the uh... the memorial. Yeah. No, not the memorial. He, he's on Mount Rushmore. That yeah, you that. Yeah. Oh, and speaking of. Uh... Not not. Yeah, um... and speaking of monuments, you have Mount Rushmore. Is Tucker in here? No, but we have an unexpected guest. Would you like to join the podcast? <laughs> oh, my bad. No, that's good, man. <laughs> All right. Cool. Ladies and gentlemen, we are we are live, and some things happen when you're live, so it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know what? We'll, we'll pass it off to you, Dave. What are some monuments in your areas that you can talk about? Well, one of our most famous, uh, we actually have two that, like, when you think of the UK, you think of one of which being uh, Stonehenge, and the other one being our premier football league. A lot of fans like to go and watch the games, which if you're a visitor from out of town, uh, it is a little bit hard, mainly because the stadiums know how popular their, their what they call football teams are, so they try to reserve for the locals, but you can't get tickets. It's a little bit more difficult, again, if you're out of the country. But if you have the opportunity to go watch the game, I would absolutely recommend that you do. Um, in terms of Ireland, the entirety of Ireland is quite honestly a landmark. If you ever get the opportunity to go there, it's beautiful. It's nothing but rolling meadows and hills. Uh, they have technology, but there's not a whole lot, and it's kind of in a good way because it allows you to appreciate what you're seeing in front of you. It's absolutely gorgeous. Uh, in terms of Scotland, uh, in, their, uh, in the capital of Scotland, they have the world's longest bar. Like the world's longest, longest bar. Longest continuous uh, bar. I, I forget what the exact length was, but um, like, like foot-wise, it's, it's somewhere close to, like I believe, 200, 200 300 feet long. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Gotta feel bad for the bartender in that situation, huh? <laughs> oh, my. Like, yeah. Oh, here we go. I actually looked it up. It is the Beer Barrel Saloon, and it is in Put Bay. And it is about 450 feet long with, uh, with 10 extra inches. Wow. Wait, uh, how long is it one more time? Sorry. 400, no, 405 feet with 10 inches. Oh, so I was close. I very was close. Very close. All right. Next question. Uh, Tristan, as always, remember, you can, you can pop in with the who does it better. We got five of those to burn. Um, and speaking are, of that... Let's go with who does it better. Right as I say that. All right. <laughs> so the question is traditional clothes. What are some traditional clothes that 
uh, are worn in your in your country? Starting with Brenda. Uh, I don't know, cause um, depends on what um uh, event or the celebration. Because in Mexico, every month there's a party time. Mostly in February. In February, everyone goes to Mexico. Cause party time, the carnival, food, drinks, and stuff. But you don't know the clothes. Is that what I'm hearing? Everyone wear modern clothes. Modern clothes, okay. Tristan, how about you? We have modern clothing. We also have um, <clears throat> military uniforms that you can wear in terms of Independence Day as well as Fourth of July. But then again, we all know for a fact that we have our, our fathers who are very supportive of Fourth of July who wear the classics of, um, of khaki cargo shorts, American-style boots, as well as your fashionable white tank top. <laughs> with a good old case of uh, of American made beer in your in your F one fifty Ford pickup truck. <laughs> well, for us, the Scottish, we have the all famous man skirt that is known as a kilt that is completely acceptable to wear. It actually looks very fashionable. You can wear it out on the golf course and nobody will think you are crazy. And I um, also hear that it's very breathable. Very, very breathable. Let your let your junk just flow out there. You know, you don't get chafing. So nice. So Let's take Do you guys know that there's a girl in here? Yeah, I know. <laughs> but moving on. Uh, so, vote time. Who thinks who thinks uh, Mexico won? Me. Alright, so that's one vote for Mexico. Who thinks that America won? No, no vote. <laughs> who thinks that kilts won? So it's tie. <laughs> no, I, I saw you raising your hand. I saw you raising your hand. <laughs> I don't because I don't give two cows about men with skirts. All right, you so then two cows. That's an interesting phrase. But in the meantime, we'll say that kilts have won. Kilts won. All right, so round one of who does it better goes to kilts. Team Dave, let's go. Next question: Native language. Spanish. Mexican Spanish. Mexican Spanish. Uh, is there a difference? Yes, because I think in Puerto Rico they say pastel means torta. And torta is that, if you want to say the subway, but more healthier and better subway sandwich. Mm -hmm. And pastel for us means cake. Mm. So, yeah. How about you? And we speak um, American English, which, by the way, has broken every single literary rule <laughs> that has been put in our faces since... Pre-K to kindergarten. <laughs> it breaks so many rules um, that it is unimaginable for me to say. And realistically, you can make a bundle of words from it that can be from Burbishburg to... I don't know what the hell I'm doing in here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, in terms of the British, uh, well, UK in general, the Irish, uh, we have uh, Celtic, which was the language that was spoken before the Brits came over and taught them English. Um, in terms of English, it's actually interesting because we as Americans, the accent that we have up north is actually the original way that English was supposed to be spoken. I read this somewhere. Uh, essentially, um, uh, the Brits started sounding like, like, like the way they do, like the kind of like posh accents, you know, uh, because uh, I believe 1700s, um, the upper class wanted to disassociate from the lower class, so they started talking funny. Uh, so that, like, be different, but the lower class figured it out. 
And they started speaking it, and then it just became a commonplace type language, which... A common accent yes. amongst people. Yes. Although there are, kind of, kind of the USA, depending upon what part of, uh, what part of the UK you're in, the, uh, the English will sound different. Uh, that's another discussion for a whole other time. Food. Uh, what, what are some famous foods from your guys' countries? Easy. Taco. Not Taco Bell. Taco, taco. <laughs> like well-made, homemade tacos, right? The taco where it's a tortilla. Corn tortilla. So, not a hard shell or a the flour tortilla. Mm -hmm. A nice corn tortilla with different type of meat. Arachera? Huh? Arachera, carne asada. Yeah, all that. You know it, boy. <laughs> with less, not less. Oh my god! Oh yeah, sometimes people put less, but cilantro, onions, salsa, and stuff. So. What about you, Tristan? And um, we have our good old, yeah, we have our good old deep dish pizza, as well as. Wait, no, uh, I thought that's Chicago, not America. Well, oh. I mean, it's we're in America, so we still count. That still, <laughs> that still counts. We have our gyros. We have our um, our absurd portion sizes, <laughs> as well as um, as well as that's really it from what I can remember. All right. Uh, over in England, we're known for fish and chips, which mm -hmm. is basically just uh, baked fish, uh, breaded fish with a uh, French fries. They call a uh, they call French fries over there chips. If I remember correctly. Again, you can fact check me on that. Um, we have that, um, and other than that, uh, basically a lot of food that we would have over here. Uh, England and America are actually very similar in terms of food. Um, country size and location. I know the size well, but given a given approximation between small, medium, and large. Medium down south between America and South America. America is very loud, just like our ego. <laughs> very loud and large, just like America's ego for being the best country in the world. For the UK, uh, it all depends upon what era you're talking about. Because if we're talking about 200 years ago, then we have the biggest empire in the world. Um, now? Talk uh, about currents. Uh, now we have just England, Ireland, and Scotland. So... Small, medium-ish. Somewhere, somewhere in that little, like, middle ground. We're we'll not... say about, like, medium. Yeah. Ab about. We're, we're, we're bigger than Iceland. Um, what is, what is your guys' uh, culture's attitudes towards family? Or does the family just, like, kind of, like, there, you know? Or is it, like, like, bark on a tree type? When, so, Dave, you already went to my house on the Mexican, uh, for a quinceanera. And you saw my family... Most of them were my family. Some of them are family friends. But we are close. We have fun. Even if it's just like like my mom, just her two brothers and my cousins, there's still a party right there. You're close. But at the same time, it depends. Because some Mexicans' family are old style, where females stay home, males just work. And sometimes it's old style, where men and women are equal. And, you know, when it comes to family, realistically, I'd say that Americans are very close-knit and uh, together in terms of family. Besides your 
So besides your average falling outs of, oh, you did this, you did that, you're a punk, you're a douche. Um, realistically, I'd say that we're very close. We, we swear a lot in well, terms of yeah. how close we are. But that's just because we like to mess with each other. But even then, Hell yeah. how does the UK in your section, David, sort of um, treat family? We're not perhaps as close as uh, as Mexicans are, but at, but at the same time, uh, we are decently close, you know. Um, we'll, we'll take care of our elders, we try to listen to them. Um, have an overall reverence. Uh, some people will try to have, uh, you know, like, a life outside, but at the end of the day, we always know that it's our family that we come back to. So we try to keep them in high regards and in high esteem and looking out for them. Um... <laughs> Holidays. What are some holidays that you have that perhaps people don't know about? And better yet, let's go for the lightning round table. What is that called again, David? Who does it better? Ding, All ding, right. ding. We have... La Virgen Guadalupe, December 11th, Virgin Mary birthday is a holiday for us. We have our... Basically, it's not a... It's a local holiday where it depends on what state. Because it depends on what church, where that's like a holiday slash celebration. Are Mexican Independence Day? No, Cinco de Mayo is not Independence Day month. It's September 16th, end of the story. And we have 4th of July, uh, 4th of July, <laughs> 4th of July, <laughs> Halloween, Christmas, East, July. <laughs> Easter Day. 4th of July, because every day is American Independence Day, because of how we flaunt each other. And then we have David. So, I'm going to say Christmas, which sounds like a universal holiday, but what a lot of people don't know is that Christmas got started because the pagans in Ireland uh, had a feast for one, of their, for one of their gods, which involved a lot of drinking and a lot of partying, and the church, uh, wanting to convert the Irish people, but understanding that they like to party said, you know what, if you just make this festival about Jesus, you can keep having fun on this day and we won't touch it. You're actually like, okay, fine, sure. It's always about Jesus. And then Christmas over time uh, would later evolve to what we know today here in America. I thought that was from Irish. I mean, not Irish. Uh, Whoever's serving our near north. Russia? Yeah. Nah. Nah, it started, well, basically, basically the church did it because a lot of the pagan... Uh, a lot of the pagan, um, who should we call it, uh, religions had very similar, uh, customs mm -hmm. for, for a winter holiday. Okay. So the church saw an opportunity to, like, if we can, like, make the focus on Jesus' birth, at least we can make it so that these, like, pagans can, like, uh... Alright. You know, you know what I'm trying to say. Well, like, I'll vote for Mexico. Because we have parties every certain month or certain days. I'd say probably Mexico myself. Mexico? I'm going, I'm going with Ireland just because we drink a lot, but Mexico won this round. Hell yes, yeah. Exactly. Although, I believe one of our guests does need to exit the premises. Yeah, uh, I had to go. Sorry. It's just that I don't drive yet, and I have to do my work for English. So, yeah. But honestly, I want to say thank you to Trent and Dave, because I learned a lot of stuff from different cultures. And I hope all of you guys learned something. Oh, Alright? Yeah. So, thank you very much. It's good to have you on the show here. Thank you. Yep. And everyone, good night. Ladies and gentlemen, Brenda.
Brenda has exited, and we leave our host, David, and my co-host, myself, Tristan, to answer the remaining questions. And you know what? While we're going on that, we're going to introduce a new game called... Existential Breakdown. Existential Breakdown or Existential Crisis, where we communicate our existential crisis about what life puts us in these various questions, what it makes us question about our culture. All right, Tristan, you start us off. Since, you know what, we're going to go with sports. Okay. What makes us question our culture specifically when it comes to sports? We'll start off with you, Dave. Um, well, the Irish have a sport. Uh, it's, pardon my French, it's fucking crazy. Um, they call it hurling. Hurling? Right? Yeah, and not throwing up hurling, uh, before you make that joke. Uh, <laughs> basically, uh, it was a game played by the Celts. Um, for uh, before the British came along, it's actually the precursor to hockey. Uh, but basically, what happened is they have a ball and they have like this like club, right? It almost looks like a looks like a flattened baseball bat. Almost, it's about yay wide, right? I know you guys can't see it. I'm stretching my hands about four feet right now, uh, from what I've seen. And you have these big soccer goals, right? Mm-hmm. And the goal of the game is you're trying to hit the ball into the soccer goals off your bat. Um, but, uh, to carry the ball, uh, you can carry it in your hand, but you're only allowed to take a certain amount of steps before you have to put it on your stick, uh, before you have to hit it. That's what so, uh, some guys will do. I believe the rule is, like, you have to take, you're only allowed to take three steps before you have to, like, hit it or touch it. So, the guys will, like, drop it on the bat and, like, run with the bat type deal. Uh, there's tackling, there's checking, uh, you can, I've seen people get whacked with the stick, uh... And the only th- and the only thing they wear is like these like modified hockey helmets. It's you would I I don't I don't know how to describe it other than you have to watch the game because it's 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 fun to watch. It's chaos, but it's fun to watch. How about uh? And it's it's just like like it gives me an, an existential crisis because like like I try to tell people like like we Irish people like we're we're not crazy. We're sane people, and then I see sports like that. I'm like okay, maybe we are. Maybe we are. We are a little crazy. <laughs> and then when it comes to me, there was one sport I never understood, and this is a game or a sport that you love so dearly, and that is lacrosse. Uh, this is there you go. Th- this is one thing I never understood, is how come you have, instead of hockey sticks and hockey pucks, a ball that, uh, that you have to put into a net with an elongated stick... And then chuck it halfway across the court to your teammates in order to get a goal. I've never understood that. And especially for me, because I've never been exposed to it too much. I look at it and I say, you know what? It's intensive and it's brutal like hockey. And similarly to football. American football. Not Spanish football because that's called soccer. (laughs) But moving on with the lacrosse. How come... You put a net on a stick. Uh, I'll tell you why, because here's, here's a quick history lesson, because believe it or not, uh, it was actually the Native Americans in America that invented the game of lacrosse long before Europeans came over. Uh, and they used it for a whole bunch of different purposes. Uh, substitute for war, festivals, uh, stuff of that nature. Um, and so the game is technically the oldest game in North America. So you'd have to go ask... The Native Americans, as as to why that is, but uh, 
you'll actually find that there are a couple sports in America. Uh, I won't get into that because I feel like we're running a little short on time here. But um, basically, uh, there's there's a couple sports in America here that are kind of based off of lacrosse because of how old lacrosse is and its influence. Um, next question: uh, Country's famous drinks. Country's famous drinks. I'd say things that I would know is our sponsor, which is a watered-down drink called... Today's, spon- today's one of today's sponsors, I should say, is Barstucks. Like Starbucks, only slightly different. Barstucks. And, and then again, if you ever want to go in for a luxury lounge haircut, go to Lara's Luxury Lounge and go see my mom. Because she has been in the business for 20 years, and she would love to have you in Cicero, Illinois. (laughs) And of course, our third sponsor during this quick break here, uh, Jones Barbecue and Foot Massage. Anyways, back to you, Tristan. What's a a famous drink that America is known for? It is known for its its beer seltzers. I can't remember what they're called, but it's... I hear that apparently from my stepfather that it's a very watered-down alcoholic drink... That is, uh, that has a seltzer in it. And it tastes very bad. It tastes very bad. Because it's alcohol and seltzer. But we're also known for milk, a high, high, a high amount of also created soda, which is what we're mostly known for. But then again, what is the United Kingdom known for in terms of drinks? Guinness. Definitely Guinness. That is probably the most recognizable drink. It's, um... It's a Irish dry stout um, that originated in Dublin, Ireland. So you can find it in any liquor store today, in any convenience store. It's one of our most famous drinks of all time. Um, I don't know if the school's gonna like get us in trouble for this. Next question is sports, but we already kind of answered that. So, uh, what is your country stereotypically or particularly known for? Either or. It is known. For high-tailing hillbillies that that go prancing the name of the United States, saying that we are the greatest country in the world, and we will never be stopped with their high-powered um, shotguns and their pistols waving around the American flag. And what about you? Um... Kind of depends because Ireland and Scotland are stereotypically known as like the nut house, nut houses of the UK. How so? Uh, well, it started off with some stereotyping that the British made when they when they took over Ireland, because the British did not like the Irish at all, mm-hmm. and basically called them a bunch of like uh, nutcases. Well, idiots, poor people. Uh, there was there was there was a cartoon. It either originated in America or in England uh, back when. Uh, the Emancipation Proclamation that just happened, uh, that basically uh, depicted an Irish person being equal to a black person, which at the time was demeaning. So the British did not like the Irish, and that's where the whole stereotype that uh, the Irish and the Scotch are crazy, because uh, also the Scotch were able to ward off the English for a very long time and keep their country free uh, from British rule. Also kind of comes from the fact that uh, the way that the Irish used to fight warfare, uh, this is true, uh, one of the things they would do is they would go into battle, they would be ass-naked. Completely ass-naked. And, and that, uh, let's say it politely, without clothing. Okay. Uh, without clothing and carrying their children as human shields. 
and the opponent would see that, get scared poopless, and then turn and just run, because they were, like, it was, it was one of those things, like, we're gonna dominate them! And they see me like, nope, 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 so much nope. Yes. <laughs> and with that, I believe this is a perfect time for us to end the podcast. Actually, no, we got, we got a couple more questions, but we're almost done here. I'd so, say that, you know what, we've hit our 36-minute mark. All right, well, we have, we have, I believe, some more questions here, so, um, so we'll, we'll do the last seven, but we'll do them in a lightning round. So, mm-hmm. quick answer, quick answer. Uh, we'll call it the final countdown. We're just making, we're making stuff up as we go along here, so we're going to call this the final countdown. All right, music. Music. Um, we're very known for jazz, RB, uh, R&B, as well as uh, rap, as well as uh, good old country music, if you love your good old southern music. What about you? Uh, classical music. Uh, very well known for classical music. The graduation song, you know, was actually a song written for the British uh, when uh, Queen Victoria was queen. It was supposed to signify the prosperity of that era. Um, it, uh, in terms of immigrants, is your country more of a receiver or a giver in that do people come in or do people more so leave? The United States has a lot of receiving people who are looking to make it to the to the land of prosperity and make a better life for themselves. However, as we established with Brenda before she had to leave, the, it does take a long time for them to get the opportunity to come to America and make a better life for themselves with the green card. A long process that goes for about six months to about a year, typically. Uh, England... England is kind of more on the receiving uh, receiving side, but Ireland and Scotland are more so on the giving side. Mm-hmm. Um, is your country more uh, known for wearing more modern clothes or kind of more traditional clothes? We're very well known for innovating uh, cheaply cheaply made material modern clothing. That we bought from China. Exactly. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, sorry, I just spilled my sunflower seeds. Um, uh, the, U- the UK as a whole is is mainly mainly wears more modern clothes, but you'll occasionally see like you know someone walking around with like a kilt or uh, a classic Irish uh, newspaper white hat, that type of thing. Um, what are some specific traditions that families uh, may have from these areas? From these areas, we also we have uh, like we said, Fourth of July. Mm-hmm. Very, 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 very vicariously 4th of July. We also have uh, Easter Bunny Day, or Easter Day. We have April Fool's, which is the day where everybody gets to prank anybody, but with restriction, of course. Yeah, right. Nothing There's illegal. Line, obviously. Yeah, no, nothing illegal, of course, as well as my personal favorite, uh, favorites, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and Halloween. I know, I know my family, uh, one of the things we do uh, on my mom's side is when we go bowling on Thanksgiving Day, we'll have... Uh, it's just like really complicated, uh, like betting system, I suppose, uh, where basically you draw a number out of a hat and you go bowling. Um, try to remember the rules specifically because we haven't done it in a while. It's a COVID. Um, where uh, you play a game, right? And then if the last number uh, of your final score at the end of the game is the number that you drew out of the hat, you win the pot. Uh, and you're supposed to contribute, I think, five dollars. I've won once in my lifetime. That was a that was a nice little allowance I got there on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many relatives do you have? Give a give an approximate number. We um we're a very small family of about maybe ten, 
10 relatives that I know and that I, but I only consistently talk to about five of them. <laughs> so about half. What about yourself? Uh, on my mom's side, um, which is the Austro-Hungarian Irish side, um, it's relatively small, uh, at least in terms of uh, uh, immediate family. I have a decent amount of cousins, a uh, decent amount of uncles, but nothing compared to my dad's side, which is there's at least 50, 60 people rolling up to any given Thanksgiving or Christmas celebration. Um, so many cousins, so many second cousins. Uh, that's, that's the Irish-Scottish-British side of the family, so stereotypically the Irish-Catholic family procreates the most type deal. Uh, last question, neighborhoods. Neighborhoods. Um, I have a very difficult, difficult time answering that because I have not been in many of American neighborhoods. So we'll pass it off to you. <laughs> uh, in terms of like immigrant neighborhoods here in the United States uh, that British, Irish, and Scottish people come to, they're actually very peaceful. I know the one that I live in, uh, which is I won't I won't give the exact place, but it's outside of Chicago in the suburbs. Um, I know our neighborhood is not all completely white, but uh, it's a decent amount of white. It's very very nice, very calm. It's not rich, but it's not poor either. It's just kind of like hardworking. Middle know. class? Yeah. They go to work, go home, mind their own business, have a beer, go to bed type deal. Um, so it's nice. It's nice. Nothing nothing like I'm experiencing down here in, uh, in Southside Chicago. Not to say Southside Chicago is bad, but unlike the, unlike the North, I actually have to like remember that I can't walk certain places or go certain places, which is kind of new for me, but, you know, all in due time. Uh, and we are out of questions, so... Real quickly before we go, of course, we have to list off today's sponsors. Um, today's podcast was unofficially sponsored by Barstucks. Like Starbucks, only slightly different. Raid Shadow Legend, because God knows that's the only way we can sell a product. Is by forcing it down people's throats. Jones Barbecue and Foot Massage. Burger King, it smells better than it tastes. Walmart, not gonna do that, no. McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, diabetes. The local Waffle House, the perfect place to host your next uh, wasted bachelorette party. And of course, Laura's Luxury Lounge. If you ever need to get a haircut, go see Tristan's mom. Thank you, she'll love to have you. <laughs> and finally, for David's words of wisdom today, this quote unofficially comes from Confucius. Confucius say, man who go to sleep with itchy butt will wake up with smelly fingers. I'm Dave. And I'm Tristan. And this was the English Inquisition. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next week. Woohoo!